Greetings, darklings, from across the interweb. It is once again I, Say Duchess, Precious Ken, and I am here for another Sounds and Shadows podcast. I'm extremely excited. We have a really cool guest that I ended up meeting through the Sounds and Shadows Facebook group and just got talking with and then absolutely fell in love with their music. So it is my extreme pleasure to welcome Ashbury Heights. Hello. Hello. And I mean, they're on European time, so they're already ready hanging out, looking debonair with an amazing jacket and outfit and glass of wine. I, I love this. It makes me feel like my day has progressed farther than it has <laughs> since I woke up. <laughs> so starting out, um, why don't you introduce yourselves? Tell me what you do in the project and then give me a little history of how Ashbury Heights came together. Okay. Yeah. You want to start with the introductions? I'll do the uh, history. Is that, is that the right way around? Well, uh, yeah, sure. Um, so I'm uh, I'm Anders. Um, people usually call me CJ um, because my middle name is Carl Johan. Um, and uh, I sing, I produce, I write songs, and. Uh, do a lot of others do whatever it takes basically i um i started out as a guitar player i i, I graduated to everything so uh, yeah that's me and i'm jazz or i'm jasmine but i ended up being called jazz because of that, that's that's on you i guess yeah it's but, my fault yeah it's his fault <laughs> and then it, that, it suits you Thank you, jazz hands. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I obviously I sing. I contribute with the healthy airs when he's already tired, <laughs> and we just help each other up with basically everything. But as of late, I'm usually more or less in charge of the videos, like recording and cinematography and editing and the visual stuff, like designs and that whole jab. That's awesome. I, I do want to talk to you about that later because I, we were just watching a couple of your videos and they are absolutely striking and I would love to pick your brain about that. That's very Thank cool. You. Um, and then, yeah, tell me a little bit how the, how the Voltron formed together to create Ashbury Heights. I do appreciate the reference. Yes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, no, you, you, you tell that story. I can, I can just shorten it, like super shorten it. I had a friend who was dating this guy and this guy came up to me and said, you want to start a band? And I'm like, okay, what kind of band? It's a synth pop band. And you're the only one I know who listens to synth pop. So you want to help out? And I'm like, okay, let's, let's do this. And so we started the band back in 2005, roughly, I think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 2005. Uh, signed out of line just a few years later, maybe a year later. About a year. A yeah, year a year later. Yeah. We had massive success with just throwing demos left and right, and this major yeah. label just picked it up, and so they signed us. And then the band has looked different because I left and then I came back. Obviously, I'm here, but that's basically it. We've been doing this since 2005 in one way or another. So, yeah. 
I actually, um, right before uh, we popped on for the interview here, I kind of, I'd listened to this a little bit before when I'd reviewed you guys, but went back to uh, the uh, three cheers for the newly deads. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I guess I had forgotten because most of what I think of you guys, because I kind of discovered you uh, later um, after you've been playing for a while, but that that early album coming out, and like you said, it was kind of a whirlwind. You right off the bat, I mean, went to a bigger label, and things really started moving, and and that was in the clubs everywhere, and and getting a lot of rotation there. What was that like? Um, you know, starting out for you guys, feeling thrust upon the scene so quickly. Well. That you got you got to understand that we were from a podunk town in the, in like northern Sweden with mm -hmm. the polar bears and the mooses. Uh, Those are really dangerous. The, the yeah, yeah, yeah. I, they, they, yeah, they say that. Just I, don't annoy them. Yeah, they're I've, fine. I've heard that. No, so so you know we didn't have any clubs and we didn't have a scene. Only the metal scene. Yeah, we were basically the only two people in in our part of the country who cared. So we never noticed any of that we like our we we knew from like uh, we knew from our label that like, people were playing it but just it didn't impact and, and and when we went out playing like doing gigs people would tell us but we never really saw any of that we've had one gig a singular gig in our own hometown the last 17 years yeah one gig and and she still lives here. Like we're we're uh, we're there right now. We're in Podunk, Sundsvall, Sweden. Yeah, I've uh, moved around since then, but yeah, it was fun. I mean, when we got the contract, I immediately dropped out of high school or whatever. The, the I was, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah just as yeah, called high school. Yeah. yeah, I was seventeen years old, and I had to choose between a recording deal with touring and all of that shizadas or just finishing school and becoming a really responsible adult and i <laughs> i said fuck school man <laughs> and so yeah it was intense but fun yeah i i'm glad you did um i mean but that is really scary i mean especially now in today's art scene where it really is a lot more difficult to convert it monetarily uh, when you, you know, care about your art to make sure to support yourself. Um, yeah, so that was, that was a, a big, scary risk. What was it at the time? Or was it because you were 17 and you were just utterly invincible? So you had no fears in the world? Yeah, there was no, I remember being like that. No future, no tomorrow. I live with chaos. I am become chaos. Let's just fucking do anything that's fun and not remotely responsible. Mm, yep. That was me. So. Wow, I, I can see that's terrified <laughs> and and both excited and terrified. That sounds like yeah. a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. um, well, what about you, Anders? Like, what kind of was this like for you um, to kind of all of a sudden be from this small town and thrust into this much bigger world and having people appreciate your art? Well, once once again, it was like you only got that in portions because every time like you went out and and everything was really fabulous, and then you go back home and uh, 
everything, everything's normal. Everything's normal. <laughs> um, and you get the, uh, like any artist, well, I mean, you you know, is like the post-touring blues is a, is a very Yeah, the post-tour depression, it's a yeah, real thing. Yeah. And, uh, and you usually get sick right afterwards from going around. I mean, even back before pandemic days, but just the, you know, the touring crud. Uh, yeah, I've heard about that. I never, we, I don't think we ever had no, that. No, never. we never had that. I, I have heard about it. Um, well, they do have universal health care over in Europe, so probably that's... We, we do, we do. It's, it's, it's nice. We, we recommend it. Yeah, try it out. Yeah. I, 10 I would, out of 10. I really would love Still it. Still great people. <laughs> but it's... Uh, like and and uh, I mean I I try to do both I try to be both like uh, I I burned out pretty pretty heavily like I think back somewhere around 2009 2010 mm -hmm. I had a major burnout and uh, I had a, we had a hiatus uh, mm -hmm. there was like no Ashbury stuff between 2010 and 2014 I think yeah uh, because of various reasons. Mm -hmm. um, and, and people yeah and uh, well and you also i mean to be able to do something really prolific yeah you have to be feeling it you know i mean you have to be excited about wanting to make music it i don't know i, I think that's one of the biggest things that bands run into is if you try and force it because you need to put out product when it's not emotionally physically there i i yeah. think it is the product I, sucks I mean, I, I actually, I really wanted to put out product, but I ended up with a, um, like, by 2009, uh, she had left, um, started her own band, uh, which is greatly underrated, by the way. Well, tell uh, me about it real quick. Give a shout out. Shout out. I'll put a link. <laughs> yeah. I haven't done anything in the last 10 years, but the first album was pretty cool. It's called Javelin. As in the spear you throw, Javelin, yeah, yeah, called yeah. Javelin, like a name, super um, smart. Yeah. So yeah, I released an album, he produced it, I wrote it, I wrote it so. Yeah. I'm gonna find it, I will find it. It's on Spotify, you can find it. Okay. Yeah, I and, I, I, yeah okay. and I, I toured for a while with a new lineup and uh, then I had some, like there, there was, there was some, there was some bickering. Uh, some mishaps. With with my, with, it was there was some mishap, there was some bickering with the label, and it, it ended up like, I I I technically couldn't make music for a couple of years. It was dreadful. Yeah, I I still made a lot of music, but uh, I couldn't release any of it. Uh, there was it was a legal gray area, and uh, yeah. Ended up doing other things, much less interesting things. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. But then the the band was lifted, uh, where you could put out. Music. Was, yes, the band was lifted, and uh, the friendship was reinstated. Mm -hmm. So, like, label and I were friends again, and uh, music was once again flowing. And uh, and then, it, what did you put out as a result? You'd had all this time to kind of mold together something new, and then you released. Yeah, and you know what? We're I'm I'm still struggling with that because <laughs> because during that hiatus, uh, like I I ended up making probably a hundred songs at least, and and she was actually involved too, like mm -hmm. in the background. And um, the next album we're releasing is kind of a collection of the last odds and ends. It's like tying all the loose ends yeah. together. 
Yeah. I like, I like that. Be, because because when when we released the first album after the hiatus, that was a different lineup. It was mm -hmm. in 2015. The look it was called the Looking Glass Society. Yep. Uh, that was originally meant to be a double album, the Looking Glass Society and the and the Victorian Wallflowers. Uh, like a 30, 30 song double album, but we ended up splitting it in two because we just didn't have like we, we just couldn't manage man manage that with the that is uh, a lot. It, under the conditions at the time we couldn't really manage it. So we ended up releasing the Victorian Wallflowers as a separate album in 2017, I think. Uh, but that wasn't it. We like when when that lineup for various like my my old uh, third uh, third technically fourth singer of the band Taya left for because she has an she has a very impressive academic career mm -hmm. and she left for for for, for that. that reason uh, she actually got her PhD just recently um, and uh, I was still sitting there with like another forty or so tracks. You also had live gigs you couldn't cancel. Don't that, that too. Mm -hmm. uh, so now, like the next record is is like picking up the pieces. I remember I, I I remember hearing like ages ago. I used to be a big Bjork fan. Yeah, uh, and uh, I remember Bjork saying that like her album Post. Uh, was this collection of songs that she just had to get out of her system. It was these, this so these songs that she had written already, but she hadn't released, and she had to release them before she could move on to something new. And that became Post, and that's why it's called Post. Yeah. Uh, and this, this is kind of our Post. It's, it's all of these songs that, like, uh, and you, again, it's, they weren't finished songs, like something like uh, Spectres from the Black Moss, which we released as a single last year. Mm -hmm. It was like, it was a beat and it was a riff. And with a really, it. really cool bass sound. They're like, what the fuck do we do with this? I mean, compared to the rest of the catalog, especially on the Victorian Wallflowers and all of those albums, like it, it couldn't fit in. It was impossible to fit that yeah. song in, for example, so. No, I, I really like how you said that. And I think that makes a lot of sense. I was thinking about that the other day. We've had an album we're working on that, you know, we're three years into now. Just, I mean, because we keep tweaking and moving and adding and the same yeah. thing. And I go back and I listen to some of the early things that we started on it. And I even wonder, is this even what we sound like anymore before we even get around to releasing it? You know, if you let that much time go by. So yeah, you know, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. That makes a lot of sense where sometimes you just have such a period of time go by. You've grown on from where that was when maybe you would have released it. And it sounded like exactly who you were in that moment. Exactly. Yeah, that's very true. Wow, that heavy. That got deep. <laughs> <laughs> all right well so things are, are back together now and recently um you did a collab with one of my favorites in pop synth industrial uh danny blue who we've interviewed oh, here cool. before um and is just 
an amazing human that just sparkles with light and is so gorgeous and wonderful. What was it like um, setting up and doing that single and kind of um, bringing that as a tool into the tool bag of Ashbury Heights? I did like a, he he contacted me or or well a collaborate uh, an associate of his like I think his producer or his manager contacted me originally to do a remix okay uh, for for his song Paradise City yeah love that track uh, yeah and at that point like I didn't know who he was. Uh, but I'm really like Ashby Heights in general is like I'm very I'm really wary about who I do remixes with. Like sure. I I not it's not just that I not only in the term in terms of I would like I I need to like the song I need to like what I'm working on, uh, but I also need to be sure about the person behind the music. Reputable people, preferably. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like. And I well, love, you know, know, reputable is very overrated. I, yeah, as I mean, we just no, want to avoid like, douchebags. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I don't want like, I don't want to do remixes for a band that turns out to be raging misogynists or racists mm. or anything like that. And uh, so I looked him up and he was just like, he just seemed like this. Everything I read about him was just, oh, wow, this guy's awesome. This this is this is a, this seems like a lovely guy. I would love to I would love to work with him. I, so I I said yes, and uh, like I only ever I only ask for ever ask for the vocal tracks when I do remixes, and I never listen to the track that I remix before I remixes. So yeah. I I just I got the vocal tracks and I was like, wow, this sounds <laughs> like um, oh, this sounds like this. I mean, this sounds very much like something that could be like a typically Swedish billboard pop song. Yeah. Sure. Beautiful. He has, yeah, he has, a, he has a very like commercially uh, viable voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I turned the song into what I thought it, I, I kind of thought I was pretty, in this case, I thought it was pretty close because I, I like, uh, this is obviously an upbeat pop song. Um, way off. <laughs> and I don't know, I don't know if you've heard our remix. I have. I've heard the remix. Theater. Yeah, yeah. It's and, and it's like yeah. I was like yeah. This this is a this this is definitely a a like. A, this is a strapping, pop hit definitely. And so so that's what I did and uh, send it over to them. And then, and they, I mean, they loved it. They released it like that. But yeah. then afterwards, I went ahead and listened to his album. And listened to the song, and it turned out it was this moody, like it was this yeah, really, really moody, like uh, <laughs> industrial ballad thing, and yeah. uh, and I was just taken aback, like wow, okay. You, and, and you immediately thought, like this needs the fattest bass drum the world ever saw. <laughs> and and before uh, Danny kind of did the solo thing, he actually was a part of an even kind of harder industrial yeah. edge band. Yeah, I'd listen to that. To, to yeah, and I mean, when you stack them up one, two, three in a row, it's it's funny, it's like spreading out the whole spectrum then. <laughs> yeah, but that, then uh, it, 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 it just happened that I was working on another song and uh, I needed, like, we've been doing, we've been doing a lot of uh, collaborations for this album. Um, it kind of felt right because the songs are so, schizophrenic yeah the songs are so like different and 
there's there's this feeling that a lot of it is so old that it's basically like it's songs that if they had been finished they would have been released on albums that never existed so it's kind of working it's kind of like we're working with this parallel universe version of ourselves mm-hmm. uh, and i was like yeah so you get a goatee perhaps to go fully for the I mega mean, version it, like yeah. see that amazing face i gave him in the cutscene video <laughs> yes that was incredible. Yeah, that's the negative version. Okay, I like that. Yeah, yeah. That's so, the dark so, side version of Anders. Yeah. So, so basically, basically thinking like I always wanted to do like I was try wanted to try to sing together with uh, like that would be cool trying to sing uh, singing with a different guy. That would be mm-hmm. interesting. I haven't done that. So asked him if he wanted to be a part of it, and he very like he very nicely acquiesced to that, and he sent a lot of really lovely takes a lot more than I asked for and uh, he turned out to be a much more prominent part of the song that than initially uh, intended because he gave me so, so much good stuff to work with uh, and in the end I think uh, the song like cutscenes is probably one of my top three Ashbury Heights songs like I, I count it among one of the best I've ever written I, I, I think it turned out extremely well. I mean it's a good song yeah. And it's- <laughs> It is a straight up banger, as the kids say. Um, so I think another thing that was great when you got to add in um, so much of Danny in the song, when you produce the video now, take me through how when you have a good starting point of a banger song like that, how do you infuse that into something visually exciting and then having to work someone in across an ocean, you know, to be involved in the video like you had as well? Well, um, usually I just have an idea of what I want to do visually. Like I listen to the song, I get a vibe, I get a feeling for it, and then I start seeing shit. So I try to translate that into something that I can actually pull off because we don't have an entire production team. We don't have cranes or expensive equipment. So when it came to to this particular song, Cutscenes, I, I just knew that I wanted Danny featured like this kind of hell bunny talking to you through a nightmare of some sort. So I tried to convey this. Yeah, I tried to just help him visualize what I saw. So all credits to him because the directions I gave him. <laughs> I'm like, okay, imagine this. I mean, looking back, what I wrote I'm like how did he take this and turn it into that so I'll credit to him um and then I just I just went about a new camera a new lens <laughs> what's your fancy new toy tell us it's a Nikon D500 Ooh. with a classic Nikkor 50 millimeters so I don't know anything about cameras but other people hear that and be excited so I always <laughs> yeah well it's it, it's <clears throat> It's a beauty, it is, but I, I, I don't know. I just, it's, it's, it's two part, equally big parts of, I know I can do this, I feel confident, and what the fuck do I think I'm doing? <laughs> I, I mean, that, that puts that kind of interesting spice on everything. I'm always doubting what I do, but that also makes sure that I try, I try my very best, and usually it ends up pretty good, so. Yeah, no, and, I, I think it goes a long way too, because I do the same thing with, with a Colin, 
and, mm. and you have Anders here is if you're in a, a person with a lot of energy and excitement and vision and you have somebody in your sphere that has technical expertise and knowledge to help help you shape that um, and back you up on it, that goes a long way. Um, mm -hmm. And so I often kind of like you were just saying, we'll give directions to Colin when he's mixing and be like, you know, can you make more like blue tinkly bits can and less kind of orange fog and yeah. strangely uh -huh. look at me and say, yeah, I think I can do that. And he'll do that. that that's that's the Bjork method. That's the Bjork method. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's great to hear that you guys kind of, it sounds like have that type of communication where you can uh, yeah. have ideas and have them become reality that way. Throughout the years, we've, we've named a thousand things like the basketball bass drum. We have, the, <laughs> we have, <laughs> we have, we've managed to come up with this weird ways of describing sounds in a way that only we understand so when i say something he, he actually knows what i'm saying <laughs> now anders when you're taking that away and uh have the track listings out on the computer there do you actually call them all the weird stuff right on the track names there to keep keep track of all of them <laughs> the basketball bass sound or the <laughs> i i used to <laughs> like I used to like it, I haven't done that in years though because if I lost the sound it was really hard to get it back so you nowadays I I like name the track the same thing that I name the sound in the synthesizer mm -hmm. and, that, and that makes sense makes it easier yeah, for sure yeah and you, usually there's a system in there because otherwise it gets really hard to find the right sound so yeah i i'm, I'm boring i i have a catalog system now yeah. <laughs> all right um so you guys do have new material coming up here and at the end we're going to uh talk about a new single that you're going to be releasing and giving us a taste of uh for the uh, upcoming release date in a couple days tell me a little bit when you have a single like this Walk me through what is the process for Ashbury Heights? Uh, where do you start with a, a drum beat and that kind of gets you going and get, and then adding in parts or keyboards? Do you have all the music written before you do the lyrics, anything like that? What does it look like to get the, the process of putting a new single together for you? All of the above. All of it. Yeah. All at so once, just throwing. Some, some songs start out as just the beat. Some songs start out as like a good riff. This particular single started out as a synth riff. Uh, Cutscenes uh, started out as a bass line. That, that, that song just started out with, wouldn't it be cool to have like this really slow beat with the bass that goes because that's really like... 80s industrial and retro in a way that we haven't been before. Um, so it, it really depends. Sometimes, like uh, one of our most like well-known songs, "Spiders," that one became that one came came to being when I was waiting for the tram, like back when I was studying in Gothenburg, and I started like humming the melody while waiting. <laughs> So I, I was just like, I was, I was humming to myself, I can't stand the spiders. spiders. Oh, that's, that's, that's interesting. 
spiders. Yes, I'll remember that. And and that just became a song. So but I'd say I'm just spitballing. I could be wrong, but I'm, I don't think I'm wrong. The lyrics usually come last. I mean, yeah, except for the except for the hook. Yeah, the uh, hooks yeah, can yeah. be there. Like you yeah. imagine a hook and like I can write a song about this. But I don't know when you've ever like written an entire song. No, no, that, with just yeah, the lyrics yeah. and then do the music. That, that's very, I don't do it that myself yeah, either. Yeah. It's just confusing. That's very true. I've never, I've never been the kind of kind of songwriter who can write like a poet. You can like write a piece of poetry and then turn it into a song. Mm -hmm. It's sure. always like the hook line. It needs to then, rest on something. Yeah, hook line, then everything else, then the rest of the lyrics. <laughs> Back in the day, during uh, Three Cheers for the Newly Deads, we had uh, we had a mono machine from Electron, a Swedish hardware synthesizer company. Mm -hmm. They built this hardware, super rigid, super cool synthesizers. And with that, we were we had we had so many envelopes and things to play around with and looping and everything. So we we could create super weird noises. <laughs> and sometimes I know we just played around. We managed to create some weird loop of a beat-ish sound, and we're like, "This could be a cool song." And everything here is like, it doesn't make any sense, but oh yeah, this is cool. This is vibe and man. Yeah, technology, technology kind of dictates the process too in that way. Sure. Like back back when we were still working with like analog sequencers, usually it was just like a you know a four-bar loop. Like okay, this is a like with with like bass drum, uh, snare drum, hi hat, bass, and a, a little synth line, because that was all that it could do. Like that was what we could do. So that was we had. We made four bars of that. This sounds cool. Let's work from this. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, obviously nowadays, sky's the limit, and you can do just about anything. And... Well, your computer is kind of complaining about the latest mixes, so <laughs> that, that's just that's just my thirst for expensive reverbs. Yeah, it's not just the reverbs, man. It's not just the reverbs. It's mainly the reverbs. <laughs> oh yes. Um well no, that, that makes sense. And so you did say though, I want to focus a little bit on uh, lyrical process. Cause like you said, that kind of for you, that's something you do at the end. And, and place in there. Um, what has been inspiring you lately when you're coming up? I love the idea of the story of, you know, you're just kind of on the subway and like coming through and saying it to yourself. What are the type of things that have been inspiring you for these next uh, singles coming up? This, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> the, the these like the the last few songs that we've done like the songs for this album have been very much like i mean i'm i'm not i'm not wrong to say that like a lot of us have had like rough couple of years yeah i don't i everybody yeah. i talk to i mean yeah. I and, and uh, in turmoil yeah. yeah but i was i was coming into the this like this this latest rough patch like this latest like communal rough patch of ours. Uh, I was coming in to it from a different rough patch. Um, One should place to the next. Yeah, I, I was like, I got, I got really ill in uh, 2017. Um, lost like 
a third of my body weight and uh, and I was like in a really like bad place for quite a long time yeah. uh, and uh, I went through a lot of personal shenanigans uh, yeah there, 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 there was a lot of there, there was a lot of bad a lot of bad stuff happened and then um I have to say this whole interview, I really love the fact that I feel like it's kind of like a behind the scenes Fleetwood Mac, except you're polite as <laughs> like in, oh. instead of just going to you're just like, and some stuff happened and things went on. Anyhow. Yeah. I love that. I, you know, yeah. Things. I yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna go yeah. into the air, but, yeah, you know. But just yeah, you were going through a tough emotional turmoil. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I mean, I, I, lo I lost my, uh, I lost my partner of 10 years, uh, and uh, I, uh, um, I lost, I lost, I lost direction in life, so to speak, and I was, I was uh, of, of poor health for a very long time, I was yeah. going to. He was quite sickly. Yeah, I. Uh, it sounds like you'd lose that much weight all in a hurry like that. Yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't eat solid foods for for over a year, uh, and I, I recommend that as a diet, by the way. Oh, like, shut up! Not even like, funny, man. <laughs> if you, I mean, I, I lost ten I lost I lost ten kilos in uh, in less than two months. I don't know. I think I'd rather stay fat than not be able to eat solid uh -huh. food. Yeah, <laughs> I I I would. Um, I would very much. Uh, I, I would not. I, I mean, no. I wouldn't recommend the experience. No. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, but but then then I kind of almost ended up homeless, and I had to move to a different country to to work and live. Yeah. And uh, and then then the pandemic hit, and I didn't. I mean, uh, being being alone in a foreign country was a very depressing and harrowing experience as well. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, it says uh, a lot all at once. Yeah, and uh, it, exactly, it's a lot all at once, and I never really had any time to uh, to actually work through any of that. Yeah, the process. So I have like this historical perspective on like years of years of bad times that I need to work through. So the the lyrics of this, like all the lyrics of this album, yeah. is, you know slowly putting that process together for yeah you. yeah it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a retrospective of shit <laughs> i like that's actually a great album name uh <laughs> a retrospective of shit yeah yeah if i if i was a uh, post punk band yeah if i was a post punk yeah. band i would probably have gone with that instead <laughs> Lovely. Well, another thing I want to get to here um, quickly is, first and foremost, Sounds and Shadows is a music review page. And so I always like to hear from artists, what is it that you're listening to right now that's exciting you? So we're actually uh, delighted that you'd ask right now, mm -hmm. because we were, uh, like, I don't, I don't listen I don't regularly listen a lot to music anymore because I don't commute anymore. So I don't regularly, I don't really. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I used to listen like 2019 and 2019. Yeah. I listened I to what you mean, though. Is like yeah. if you don't have your earbuds on in your. Yeah. 
driving yeah. or walking, you know, or whatever, you get less time to yourself just to engage in music. I understand what you yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but, but the, and I, I feel bad about that. And I, I love it when, like, I, I always take notice when, when you recommend something on the Sounds and Shadows page and when other people recommend something, I always take notice. I always, I put it on a list and I'm like, I'm going to check this out. And we actually, we sat down yesterday Mm-hmm. And we, yeah, and we listened to a hundred recommendations. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. All day. I love and it. I was just talking the other day that I feel like that's one of the biggest things I miss in the pandemic, or just maybe how life is now, where people at our party with their own personal Spotify in headphones and not <laughs> sitting down with another person and being like, dude, this album I just heard. <laughs> playing the whole thing. Dude, how are you, Pulse, man? Listen to this. <laughs> Like that is such a lost art that I think is just missing in a connection in the world right now. So the fact that you guys did that is so awesome. Tell me about it. So, so, yeah, so so we, we listened to a lot of stuff uh, and and we picked out three of them that are that we feel they have not gotten the love that they deserve and we wanna we wanna give them a bump. Yeah. I love so this. You wrote them down. I wrote them down, but I think I remember them. Otherwise I'm gonna have to get my cheat sheet um yeah. no prism no prism. all caps no spaces no prism mm-hmm. they are amazing amazingly it's, underrated it, it, it sounds it sounds like a cross between 80 like sir, black celebration era depeche mode yeah. and it's and knights of red yeah and it's amazing we love them sexy vibes sexy yeah vibes. definitely yeah and then there were was it uni unify specters no 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 you have to yeah i'm gonna get that (laughs) well that's okay (laughs) now we can just uh admire your jacket uh for a minute you know she comes back feast your your eyes (laughs) i look so close though unify separate unify separate Mm -hmm. ah yes have you heard about them I have, um, and I, I, that is one that I don't think we've ever reviewed on Sounds and Shadows, but, or, you know what, I think Hyde did a review for it, um, yeah. who's one of our other writers. Yeah, yeah. They, they released a video to the single, uh, Dying on the Vine, and yeah, right, I could, right. I, I've listened to it, I think, 1,052 times, roughly. I'll make sure when you about his voice, the, the production quality is super nice. I always appreciate when the production is of yeah. higher standards. Yeah. So, and, uh, a, yeah, and a lovely voice. Like the vocalist has, uh, yes. has a very expressive voice. No, nice tone. Really, really nice. I, I look forward to hearing more from them. Okay, do you have uh, one more band that you'd like to give a shout out to? Yes. So, Finally, then, we'd like to uh, give a shout out to Lucy Dreams from Vienna. Yes. Super cool dudes. I mean, yeah, the sound is... We lo- yeah, I just, uh, their single Silver Lines, I love the beat. Love the video, love the beat, love the style. The aesthetic, yeah. the attitude. I mean, they, they bring such an attitude through their sound, through their aesthetics, the video, everything. And it's so appealingly like they, they really don't give a shit i mean i bet they do they give tons of shit probably but i mean they act as if they don't and they're the coolest people about it so 
I'm like, fuck yeah, can I be in your gang? That's that's my that's my take. I think that really is understated in music, the power of just kind of an, an energy or attitude of aloofness. Yeah, you don't you don't see yeah. that as much anymore and just oh. <laughs> well, very cool. Very cool. Um, I'm so glad that you shared that. And I'll make sure to put a link uh, to those in the interview when we do it so that people uh, can go click on those and check them out as well. Um, so for the last thing here, you have uh, a single that's going to be out in a couple days. Um, and why don't you tell us a little bit about setting up this single and then we will roll into the track so that people can enjoy it um, and go on Bandcamp and download a copy for themselves. Okay, so... This is a problem, child, but we love it all the same. <laughs> you know, some of the best ones are. The, those songs yeah. that are a little extra nurturing. Yeah, the, yeah. This, this, one's, this one's in the extreme, though. It was... Um, it's been, it's been like lying around on the hard drive since 2010. Uh, it's gone through, yeah. And for, for like, for the first like nine years, I couldn't write a vocal line for it. It was just this, uh, this thing that I felt like, oh, this is an amazing riff. This deserves to be something. It was so promising. Yeah. But I couldn't write a, I couldn't write a vocal line for it for the death of me, and then suddenly, like in 2019, suddenly I, I just had this eureka moment, and and suddenly, yeah, this works. This is now okay. Now we're cooking with gas. This is gonna be something. And then we hit another snag because we couldn't really decide on like the identity of the yeah song. yeah and we're, we're still kind of two minds about the identity of the we song. do not agree with each no, other no no but we we're professionals <laughs> we've been doing this for a long time so we agree to disagree we let it go let it live its own life we're proud of it very proud of it so well, that, yeah at, at some point the track is done yeah you just yeah. have to let it go man I mean, it is so, a single. It has true. all the qualities of a single, so it has to be a single. So I think gonna... it's. I love that you just said that, and I. I think that's another one of those things where you have to know when to kind of like you. You use the metaphor of a child or whatever. Send it out yeah. into the world the best you could have it ready, because <laughs> you also need to be focused on. There's another child coming down the pipe here. <laughs> yeah, and I would like that one. Probably so do better much. there. <laughs> but, but and okay maybe that was a bad way to phrase it but i mean it's no. not the best of our children but we love yeah. it all the same. <laughs> but, uh, but no yeah. i mean you have to know that you're going to be doing something else too and just know that this is the single that we meant to put out in this moment and and be able to roll on to another one after that yeah yeah it's so, uh, like yeah this at some point at some point the artist writes themselves out of the picture and the song has to stand on its own legs like a subject and i think one super important thing to say about this entire album in general is that usually you write the songs and you release them and they go on to live their own lives and you just see them evolve into something and people interpret them they mean something to someone and people attribute meaning to them one way or the other and that is humbling it's 
daunting. It's it's what it is. It's a song. But then you're done with it. But this album contains a back catalog of old stuff, and they've been with you for so long that they've kind of developed their own identities already. And now you have to meet them and get to know them and kind of make them sound like, nah, I know you want to sound like this, but you have to sound like this now. And I'm telling you to, so just obey me. It's weird. It's really weird. Well, this metaphor has gotten really in depth. I like the- I know. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, think. I, I, I feel it got a bit out of hand, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, sometimes yeah. things do. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. It's life, man. Any, anyway, the, yeah, the the track is called "The Cut in the Place," and it features the uh, lovely vocal talents of Metal Hardis, who also helped us out on Wild Ice last oh. year. Very cool. Well, I am very excited about that. I'm excited to hear more for you guys in the future. Um, I absolutely love the sound and kind of. It's always a lot of fun for me when I find a band that's been around for a while that I find them in 2020 or something, and then get to travel back through time, you know, of their back pattern. I love that. It, it To me, it's one of the most interesting feelings. And as time goes on, that happens less and less for me, because I kind of just hear about something, I'm a part of the scene, what have you. Um, so this has been a lot of fun. I'm very excited. Let's roll the new track. Um, do you have any parting shots you would like to add before we go into the single? Thanks for creating one of the most de delightful communities on social media. Ah, uh, yeah, that one's, that, that one's a given. So props well, to you, man. I and I love too that you know uh, Anders and I when he first joined up, uh, it took us a little while to find our communications. But I'm so glad that we did, and I'm so glad that we have you here um, and to add in your wealth of experience to the group. Um, I think you really uh, add some great poignant comments in there. So I appreciate uh, you guys being here too. Please enjoy the latest single from Ashbury Heights. All you out in interweb land, keep it dark, y'all. It's when you need some sympathy 